Hello, you're listening to Abiding Life Studios. I'm Noah Wells, and today in the studio I have Betty Wells. Hello. And on the phone today we have Rose from Norman, Oklahoma. And Rose, Rose just happens to be one of the most popular speakers at our women's retreats every year, and I mean every time we have them. So at the last retreat, her time ran a little short, and many women were eager to hear more of an expanded version of what she had been wanting to say. So this is her opportunity, and we hope that a lot of people will enjoy Rose today. Yeah, and she has some subjects for us, I believe. Is that correct, Rose? Yes, yes. Um, as Betty said, we uh, just had a wonderful retreat, and uh, the time ran out on us, so it's a blessing to be able to come back and just have the Lord uh, re-bring these thoughts to mind and, and see where it takes us tonight, what he what he wants to say to us, and uh, things that he wants to speak to us tonight. So, as I was preparing for the retreat, the the thoughts, just a general outline, the thoughts that I had was the, the state of the body of Christ, and then being a balanced Christian, and then want to talk about some examples of how we can get out of balance, and how we can get back into balance, and then just talking about how we... Uh, we end and begin and end or end and begin again always uh, in the Father and the Son and the Spirit as as the Lord uh, just brings us around to from one state to the other. But one of the thoughts that I had during the, the retreat, one of the main thoughts, is just the confusion in a lot of the body of Christ is in confusion during this time that we're living. And I'm just seeing that a lot, uh, people not so much coming at us from the world and then Christians getting, well, I wonder what is true or I wonder what isn't true or that sounds good, but that sounds right too. I just see a lot of that going on um, in our, in our world today. I don't know how, how much you guys notice that yourself or if you see it, other things like that, that, that you see. Sure. Yeah. I hear it from a, yeah, I hear it all the time from people. So I can relate to that. Yeah, it resonated. I know. I noticed at the retreat with the ladies, it resonated with a lot of a lot of people there saying, "Yeah, this sounds right, and that sounds right." So which which is it? And um, one of the things that came to my mind in being a balanced Christi- uh, Christian is how we uh, sort of cut God in half, or we don't take his fullness, so all of God together, and we sort of take pieces of God. And it seems like it's an opportunity for the enemy to come in and cause confusion. And one, one example I have for that is, is the word where Satan quoted the word to Jesus while he was in, uh, being tempted in the uh, wilderness. And then Jesus quoted back to him an additional word. And so Satan tried to use part of it to take Jesus into temptation, and Jesus brought the other part in to complete it and say, he said, if you strike your foot against a stone, you know, the angels are going to lift you up, so it's okay, Jesus, to, you know, to do this. And he said, yeah, on the other hand, he said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. 
And so it was those two pieces together that brought the complete truth instead of a partial truth um, that Satan's always trying to trip us up with and, um, and cause confusion. Yes, I remember when Mike would tell us that the best lies were 99% true. Yeah, which is de- deception and confusing. Yeah, I mean, do you think a lot of people like to pick and choose little parts of God to fit into their lives? What yeah, better what I, better suits their life is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I think I do it myself. Um, yeah, I, I that, yeah, I, I definitely do. Yeah, because it's so so much to wrap your head around that uh, mm-hmm. it would have to make you know sort of put it into a human human containment and and then he so he can become smaller or or what I need to what I need to understand it. Right, or justify my actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot, it's interesting, I, I hear a lot these days between the Old and the New Testament, it's always, I've heard, well, I've heard a lot in the past, ever since since I received Jesus Christ, and it, 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 one of the things that interests me is people talk about the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, mm-hmm. and that as if as if it's two separate gods right mm-hmm. and and i one of the analogies i have is you know if i write you a 10 page letter and you only get the first 5 pages and never read the next 5 or you just read the last 5 pages and never read the first 5 you don't get that whole picture Mm-hmm. And right. so it sort of amazes me that it's even divided into an Old and New Testament. I know when I first read through the Old Testament when I was a baby Christian, um, the the thing that kept coming to my mind when he talked about Israel is like, as all as I could see was the compassion of God. I could see, wow, how much I kept failing, and He kept bringing me back, and I kept failing, and He kept bringing me back, and I I saw what what came out to me the most was his compassion when mm-hmm. I read through that first half of the letter from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I, I know when I was a, you know, when I was younger, I used to just say, well, there's no point in me reading the Old Testament. I'm just going to read, you know, or learn about the New Testament because there's no point of learning about the Old. So I can definitely see what you're saying there. And and the old so important, I think, because it shows everything that God has gone through with the people. And, yeah. you know, just to bring it to that point where he had Jesus come. So I think yeah, that's what I, you're I saying. Love, Is that what you're saying? Or Yeah, I just love the completeness of it. Yeah, the completeness, it's all, yeah. It's, it's all of him. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he, gets, he has passion, and he has one of the things that's very common here to talk about the love of God and... So people say, well, you know, if God is love, then this is okay, and everything's okay, and you don't have to worry about anything. And and I was thinking about his love is a combination of his mercy and his justice, and the two of those together is what makes up his love. And it just seems that I love every part of God. I love his completeness and his fullness, and... Um, I don't want to take them apart anymore. I don't want to read over a verse in the Bible or, or hear hear a word from him and say, well, that's, 
you know, I don't like that part of you, God, but I'll take this part of you. So I'm just enjoying more and more his his fullness and his completeness, whether I understand it or not, just to rest in it and just to enjoy even what I don't understand. Yeah. Yes, I think that's so interesting. And a lady was just telling me this week that she was having a real problem thinking that one of the particular sinners in the New Testament would never be in heaven, that he would be in hell forever. And the Lord broke through with her in a relatively short time, but it was a real struggle for her. But that's it. We, without God's righteousness, his mercy is not as meaningful as it is with all his attributes. And I mean, there's always the the thought that we we can't comprehend him fully ever, but uh, like you said, if we just try to compartmentalize his parts, <laughs> it doesn't work. He is the whole. He is the one. He is the God. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. I just tell one of the things that I had this picture of that you said that mercy and that justice meeting at the cross. And just what great love came down from that and how how the mercy was so great because the justice was so great. Mm-hmm. And the two of them together is just what makes him so beautiful and so perfect. So. Yeah, and what we'll be praising him for forever, apparently. Mm. Yeah, and thank God. Mm-hmm. Thank God that he is so pure and perfect and so complete in his in his uh, mercy and in both his mercy and his justice. I'm just so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And I had an example. It was interesting. I was looking through. So one of the examples of, you know, he says, don't add to my word. Don't take away from my word. He says that in several different places. I'll just go ahead and read one of them quickly, which one that I found that I had never um, come across before. So it was a new one. Some of the ones are more um, recognizable, like in at the end in Revelation, it says, don't take, a, take away or add to my words. And in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 5 through 6, it says, um, every word of God is tested. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will reprove you, and you will be proved a liar. Then this is a side note, which is another great thing right after that. It says, two things I ask of you. Don't refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me, and give me neither poverty nor riches. Uh, feed me with the food that's my portion, that I not be full, and deny you, and say, who is the Lord? Or I be in want, and steal, and profane the name of my God. I love that thought, that not... You know, just wanting his food, not wanting not wanting poverty or riches, but just the food that's our portion and not to add or take away from that. So that was just a, a nice verse. Yeah, because we don't need but, anything extra. We just need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, an, an example, um, a good example of today that comes up a lot in this uh on this topic is is judging. It's pretty popular to hear uh, these days, don't judge, you know, stop judging me. Um, 
anything that comes up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Doesn't matter what the topic is. Don't judge no. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> A very sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah. If you had a penny every time you heard that, you'd be a millionaire. Right. <laughs> and um, so I was looking at Matthew um, chapter 7, and I was reading through that and thinking, okay, what what do you want to say on this Lord? And I was reading, I, I came up with three three things that, that God says. I like to call it a paradox. It's a paradox is, it seems like a contradiction, but it's not. And I keep seeing that all over from the Lord, all these paradoxes where he says, do this and do this and do this and do this, and all three are right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really a great, great entertainment from the Lord to say, okay, Father, I, you know, they're all, they're all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so in Matthew chapter 7, I, I found um, that it says, don't judge. And then it says, when you do judge, yes, go ahead and judge. <laughs> and all in one chapter. <laughs> well, I suppose we should get the dictionary out and look at the word judge. It probably has, you know, multiple definitions too. But, yeah. but I understand where you're coming from with that. Absolutely. So, yeah, in the first in the first verse of Matthew chapter seven, it says, "Don't judge, so that you will not be judged. For in the way that you judge." You will be judged, and by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. And that reminds me of uh, the story of Beth Gallon that Mike used to tell, of the uh, the dog in the castle. Yes. And how how we get it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Um, so often. Mm-hmm. It's it's just one of my favorite favorite stories. Well, it would be mine, too, except every time he told it at a church, and I'd be sitting there, I'd think, oh, no, I have to try to think of something else because this story always makes me cry every time. (laughs) 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 But, yes, the point of the story being, if only we didn't judge so quickly and slay those around us and just waited, uh, waited for the whole story, the whole truth to come to us before we just judge and slay. Yeah, it's so, it's such a human habit to quickly jump to those conclusions. I, I know what you're thinking. You know, you're looking at me a certain way. Mm-hmm. I know what you're thinking. I know why you're doing that. And sometimes we don't know. Uh, we don't know what's in people's hearts. No. So it's a beautiful, beautiful verse that, uh, and a great warning to say, "Hey, you by your own standard, it'll be it'll be measured to you." And then in the very next verse, it tells us how to judge when we do. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so it says. And why do you look at the speck that is in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log that's in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out and behold the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. So another beautiful verse to say, we are to come to each other um, after the Lord examines us and 
and gives us a clean heart to come to each other and, and help each other recognize areas where we're our blind spots, you know, things that we're not seeing that the Lord wants to uh, come and uh, cleanse in us. So it takes time because if I have to get the log out of my own eye first, that's going to take a while. And by the time I get to you, I'm going to be very humble. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And that gives you those precious, that precious amount of time to redirect and refocus. Right. And you come in a very humble state. As the Lord has examined me first, it's a very, just a very humble and beautiful state to be able to come to somebody and say, hey, let me let me help you with that that thing that's, you know, that little thing in your eye that's that's bugging you. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful way to come to a, to another fellow believer or anyone who will receive it to help each other through that. Yeah, and, you know, some of the time you start judging that person's sin, what, their, what that sin is just constantly in their lives, and you don't know because the Lord wants that sin in their life and because wants it to be there to keep bringing him, that person, closer to God. Yeah, their weakness yeah, their that weakness, makes them dependent yes, on him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we come in and see that, and you're like, oh, that's so bad. Oh, I should judge that. Well, no, because God's allowing that to stay in His life, so He can, so it can do its work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I've had really, you know, some struggles in my life, and they've lasted fifteen years sometimes. You know, yeah, longer so, than you want. Yeah, for way sure. longer than you want. Mm-hmm. And um, the course that it did, it was the perfect course. I mean, I'm so happy that God doesn't go off a of time, because mm-hmm. if He did, you know. I'd be begging for him to take it away, you know, Mm -hmm. after two weeks. But, you know, he just kept going and, and, you know, just staying with me, staying with me, and then bringing me through it. And once you get through it, man, it's so so worth it. Yes, and and back to Rose's point, too, that it's the humility that you gained from that, that if he delivered you too soon, you might say, oh, this Christian walks a piece of cake, you Mm -hmm. know. But at the way he does it is to emphasize how greatly we need to depend on him yeah. for everything. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and then being appreciative for someone helping me get the speck out of my eye, because it's hard to get a speck out of your own eye um, when you have someone helping you do that. Um, it's a it's a blessing in... Um, so I, I welcome that from others to come and say, help me get, you know, get this thing that's really irritating me and everyone else around me, <laughs> probably more than me, you know, help me get that out of my eye. I, I, I welcome that help, especially, well, from someone who has come to the Lord with themselves first. Yes, um, because if they're coming to you in pride and self-righteousness, it's not that easy for you to listen to about your spec. But (laughs) but again, if if the brother or sister is humble and you're humble, where's the problem? It's it's Mm -hmm. the way the body should relate to one another and should operate. Should work, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I know I've had people like that in my life come to me when I'm down and 
have that spec that you guys call and you know it's it's so it feels so good when someone just comes to you and say what do you need or let's just talk about this or let's just talk about Jesus mm-hmm. you know and uh I've had a couple people in my life that do that and you know I'll be forever grateful that they did that mm-hmm. when they did it so instead of just coming to me and say why are you doing that you right. know you know that doesn't help at all that lets the enemy get right in there then and then right. really start beating you up and and some will not receive it even when you come in the right spirit or someone comes to you in the right spirit and you're not willing to receive it and it's interesting cuz that verse 6 right after that is sort of be sort of this odd verse right in the middle of nothing it, it doesn't seem to but the lord quickened it to me that that this verse relates to what he's talking about before that it says um in verse 6 of Matthew 7 it says do not give what is holy to dogs and don't throw your pearls before swine or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces to me the lord spoke to me say if someone if i'm coming with the right spirit or someone's coming to me with the right spirit and i'm not receiving it or they're not receiving it um just move on you know don't some people will refuse that and sometimes i will refuse that myself if i'm walking in pride and so it's just an interesting, obscure verse there in the middle of that saying, you know, mm-hmm. if we to have the heart to help each other, and if, if it's not a time to be received, then just move on and, um, you know, keep your focus on the Lord and, and just know it's not, not to be received at that time. Yes, and that goes along perfectly with realizing that we only have what God gives us. We only have people that God gives us and just the recognition that oh well God hasn't given me that person to listen right now but I just move on I don't get hung up I don't get tripped up I just move on recognizing everything comes from his hand in my life yeah and I remember when I was struggling with this one thing my dad would constantly you know tell me this one thing to, you know, basically keep your focus, Jesus, keep your focus, Jesus. And I wasn't prepared for that then. And I just, I thought I would go somewhere else for that. And, you know, it's just so funny because um, it's cool that God for once sticks by you and lets you take a left turn when you should be taking a right. But, you know, after all that, all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit got me prepared, and all of a sudden, I heard it again, and this was after he passed away. I heard it again on one of his CD sets or something, and all of a sudden, then finally, I heard it. I heard it, and I grabbed it, and I ate it. So, I mean, it's just so, I, I totally, you know, can relate to what you're saying there is you don't, you know, you just don't, uh, sometimes you're not ready for it, but it's so good that people are still willing to say it to you. Yes. Because it will, it'll, will finally click into you. Uh, yes, and in that way, when we have said something to a believer that they did not receive, then we know we were planting seeds if we did not ever get to reap the see the fruit being reaped or anything, but yeah, we still had a part to play in it all. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, towards the end of this chapter, it, it says to judge, um, judge between right and wrong. There is a right or wrong. It, um, 
says in uh, verse 15 through 23, it talks about um, beware of false prophets in, in sheep's clothing. It says, you'll know them by their fruits. Uh, grapes aren't gathered from thorns or figs from thistles, and every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad, bad tree bears uh, bad fruit. And I think it's a, you know, in, in a sense, uh, some some of the messages have been, no, you, we shouldn't judge anything. We should just, everything's okay, and and why do you have to... And I had this article from work. Um, it was an employee assistance program, and it was talking about this thing called mindfulness. It's a new kind of idea about, you know, being mindful. It's sort of a buzzword nowadays. And um, so this article says... When you live in the moment, you are being mindful. When you actively choose to focus on your thoughts and feelings without judging them good or bad, you are being mindful. And I thought it made wow. me think of one of the most helpful things that, that Mike had, the Spirit had given Mike that, that made a huge difference in my life was when he talked about judging my thoughts and whether they were coming from the butcher or the shepherd. And so, I, you know, this, this article just sort of jumped out at me. It's like, no, I don't want to not judge my thoughts, good or bad. Um, I want to, I want the Lord to, to give me, like he says, he trains us to discern good and evil, mm-hmm. um, to, to be grounded and trained in the things that are good, the things that are holy, the things that are lovely, the things that are mm-hmm. a good reputation, and the things that are that do bring death um, to people and do bring pain and suffering when the world's telling them, oh, everything's okay, you're okay. It's, it, and, um, you know, it's a third, a third thought from this chapter is that, yeah, we are to judge between good and evil and, and right and wrong and to have that that discerning spirit, which I think is getting very confused with a lot of messages uh, during our time, during our days, uh, at this age and in time. Yes, I believe that we have to judge what goes on in the church. And Paul told us, how dare you go before the worldly judges? Can't you solve your matters yourselves? Uh Somewhere he did say where to judge what goes on in the church, and so uh, that word discernment is is really good. But there is that judgment that we are supposed to do, and I like what you said about don't just passively let your <laughs> thoughts and feelings go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be okay. You're okay. Yeah, okay I'm okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't judge all my thoughts, I'd be in a completely different place right now. Hmm. I'd probably be dead, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm glad I judge my my thoughts. Yeah, it's it's been a huge, um, huge blessing in my life just receiving that revelation from the Spirit. It's just been so helpful um, that to keep from the enemy just being deceptive and uh, saying no, you know, no, I don't. The Lord gives us uh, that spirit of discernment. And to say mm-hmm. some things, he just say, and it's pretty obvious. Uh, you know, the things are are not. It's not real difficult. You know, um, the the things that he uh, tells us 
not you know to speak truth to one another to flee from immorality um to you know not not be angry uh, have a seed of of hatred and anger so it's, it's encourage refreshing. one another yeah mm -hmm. because we know who discourages us right mhm mm yeah i like that so an interesting thoughts on judgments and, and judging and not judging and when you do judge and and judging correctly um, all there in one little one little chapter <laughs> mm -hmm. great yeah what what uh, chapter is that again um, it's uh, Matthew chapter 7 cool yeah well anything else guys well I guess just uh, well, you know, just beginning and ending in Christ, as as we always say, in the completeness of of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And um, so I think of I have a nickname of Rose Rock, and and Betty has a name of Rose Thorn, and I just it just reminds me of how the Lord uses um, uses everything to you know all the pain, all the suffering, all all the the things that we go through that he just bathes, bathes that in his mercy and his love and it's the hard things and the uh, difficulties that we have that have the opportunity for him to come and you know complete us in his uh, tenderness and his mercy and his love and um, just thankful for his for his everything for his kindness and his mercy and that's bathed in the blood of his justice and truth and I'm just thankful for uh, for all of him every, every piece of him I'm just thankful for all of it yeah amen to that amen and we're never operating more as the body of Christ as when we are showing mercy and encouragement and generosity and blessing to the believers around us to everyone around us yeah, and I think it's a great a reminder, at least for me it is, that when you're seeing someone struggling or having a hard time, you know, or you see them stuck in sin, it doesn't hurt to just go up to them and ask them, you okay, or you need something, you want to talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, how's your relationship going? I remember I used to do that a lot when I was a kid, ask people how their relationship was going with Jesus. I don't do it that much anymore when you're an adult, because, you know. I just don't think of it, but it's a good reminder for me. So thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, yeah. reach out there a little bit more and see what's going on with people. Because mm -hmm. we're all in this together. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, we all sure do need each other and, and need each other's encouragement and, uh, yeah, and, and help with each other with, uh, as we grow as we grow in him, just helping each other to uh, just help each other grow. and Yeah, see the Lord in everything. Yeah. And thank you, Rose, for all the people you do reach out to and are able to bless through your ministry in the Lord. And thank you for well, talking to us tonight. Yes, it's a blessing to share, the, share our ministering unto the Lord together. And uh, just thank you so much for... For these podcasts, I think it's really an exciting uh, new venue for for abiding life ministry, and I've really I've enjoyed listening to them. So it's just a nice, easy easy way just to sit back and I I, I don't 
turn on the if I turn on the television, it always goes badly. So I don't turn it on, <laughs> and just to be able to sit back and have something to listen to that's fresh and new is a is a real blessing um, to help you know just relax. So I, I love the podcast idea, and I love what you guys are doing with it. So. Cool, and I'm glad you're able to be a part of it. Yes, thanks for participating, Rose. I know yeah, people will be that. eager to hear you. Yeah, yeah and Praise Rose, if you got time, uh, I know you're probably busy, but if you got a little bit of time, I wouldn't mind you sharing a little bit about your <laughs> the ministry you do. Oh, um, <laughs> one of the yeah, one of the, some doors that the Lord has opened is to minister to uh, to the ladies in the uh, local jail and in the uh, state prison. Hmm. Uh, here in Oklahoma, and so he opened that door several years ago, and uh, I was able to start a Yeshua's Life ministry to uh, help to support some of those things, and it's just been a huge blessing. Um, the Lord is so much at work in in the lives there of uh, those in jail and prison, and I uh, I have great admiration for those ladies. I often tell them, I said, I'll never have the kind of faith that you guys have because you're, you know, you're walking it out in in the worst of circumstances yeah. mm-hmm. um, in this country. Um, so I just have great admiration to for that display of faith, and it's such a such a blessing to be a, to be a part of that. So wonderful, wonderful to see the work that the Lord is doing under. You know, he's not limited by any circumstance or any uh, physical condition. And it's hard. It's a lot of dark and a lot of evil, uh, all compressed in one place. Yeah. And uh, the Lord always, always wins the day, you know, at, at the end of it. But he's, uh, his work just comes out all, all the greater um, to be seen in it. So a real... Real privilege and a real blessing to be a be a part of that and to have people welcome me into their lives to minister yeah. together to the Lord and to bring others who are uh, to Him who are who are really seeking and wanting something different from from where from what they've always been um, lied to about and and the path of death. So it's just just a beautiful beautiful thing to witness and and to be a part of. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That's amazing that they let you go there and preach mm-hmm. Jesus. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, the doors are still open, and I don't know how long uh, that will be. As the Lord says, you know, while it's still day, just keep going. Um, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks so, for sharing that. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for, for asking all right, well, I think that uh, wraps up this podcast. And I just want to put a special thank you to Betty Wells and Rose for doing this with me. And I just want to remind everyone, if you need anything, you can always go on our website at abidinglife.com. And then we also have a Facebook, Abiding Life Ministries. And we also have a Instagram, and that is Abiding Life Ministries as well. Just search So thanks again, everyone, and we will talk again. Goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.